You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I don't know if there's a more interesting, you know, scheme change program combination than the air raid coming to Wisconsin. Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Matt Hamilton feels it in his loins. The Badgers are going to win 11 games this year. My optimism pants are on. You hear the door close and click, click. Yeah, it's like, it's, you know, he's like a toddler. He's like hosting with Tark. I did that for years, and it's just like hosting with Tark. Former I'm, Badger, all-time leader in Sox, UW history. Legend, Tark Sala. Should be UW Hall of Famer, Tark Sala. Is Matt Hamilton a legend? Not yet. Not quite. He's I think get, he's a curling legend. He's, he's the, His curling team's legend. the only team that's ever yeah. done it, so curling as legend. far as winning the gold. In the U.S. Uh, from the U.S., In the U.S., right. yeah. Well, so, well, well, who cares about other countries? <laughs> that's a fair point. That's a fair point. I, I'm very much under or against putting children on leashes. Agreed. I will not wear a leash at work, however... <laughs> I am not against putting putting ADHD-ridden adults on leashes when they have to be in one spot, like a big like like a big tie leash. Like I do that with the dog when we go camping with Dolly. Yeah, like yeah, we, we wrap like, it around a tree, yeah, so she doesn't wander off too far. Wrap it around your right leg. You, you know what happens? Right. Like, she, here's the thing: it's super annoying because she gets distracted with literally like squirrels, and she'll just run off in the woods. <laughs> and then, but here, here's the problem: I think Matt would have the same problem she has. Rapper, she wraps herself around everything. Yeah, like and so then all of a sudden Matt's gonna be like, like you know, hurting himself or like choking himself because he's wrapped himself around the door. He can't figure out how to undo himself. Like it's and you have to go over and be like, ah, Matt, stop wrapping yourself around everything. So stroke my sports like like I have to focus for like three hours in a curling match. Right, it's a long game. Yeah, and you only have to focus on a radio show for two. Yeah, right. Fail to but do that. I, here's the technique: is during. The the game I take like micro breaks where I stop focusing on the game. I'll maybe look at someone in the crowd, watch another game that's happening on the ice. Basically, break my focus so I can refocus because just trying to maintain that high level of focus is too much. I can't do it, so I have to like take mini breaks, and that's what that's what we're doing. We give the guests, the, the uh, listeners of the show, a little mini break from me in the commercials, and then I take a mini break too. It's so everybody can reset. It's it's a beautiful thing. Is it possible to love something and hate something at the same time? Yeah. Because that's called how- Matt Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, right. The Adam Madison chimes in. Did I hear Captain Toilet Bowl call someone else a toddler? <laughs> sure did. That's how irritated I am. <laughs> Just like my downstairs neighbor. All right. So we're not doing Wisconsin. We'd be on the Mount Rushmore. I don't even want to do Mount Rushmore. I hate Mount Rushmore. But so... Sports Illustrated came what out with a list. Happened? Their list of not the actual Mount Rushmore, just the the prop, the trope of Mount Rushmore. Yeah, like it's been beaten to death. It is no longer on the Mount Rushmore of things to do in the summer when you're bored and don't have any ideas. Oh man, all my favorite things from radio. Jim is like, I don't like doing this. Right, I Be- love Mount Rushmores. I love Ra- mushrooms. <laughs> round mushrooms. Huh? Round mushrooms. Round mushrooms. Do you want a Scooby <laughs> stack over there? Yeah. There is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a A bush. bush. (laughs) So Sports Illustrated came out with their 10 most influential personalities in sports media. 
Matt, I want you to blind react with uh, uh, just your thoughts on it. Charles Barkley, number one. Love it. All right, Stephen A., number two. Uh, he gets out of my skin, but I think I think he's good at what he does. Big Cat, number three. Oh, I don't love Big Cat. I, I just personally don't love a lot of Barstool stuff, so Same. I, I'm going to say meh on that one. Peyton Manning. I love Peyton Manning. Adam Schefter. I think he does a good job. Kirk, even if he should lose Roger's number. Kirk Herbstreit. <laughs> I think they're friends again now. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit. I'm a big fan of Kirk Herbstreit. Woj. Adrian Wojnarowski. Yeah, no, I think he's really good. It's definitely, I'm more of a football guy, but I like hearing basketball news, so he's he's like the Adam Schefter of basketball. Bill Simmons. Yeah. Jeff Passan. I, 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 I'm sorry, I don't know why. who that is. ESPN Baseball Reporter, I don't know why okay. you thought you know who that was. Yeah, and then, my bad. Tom Brady. Tom Brady? <laughs> I mean, he's the highest paid one, right? So I guess I, he's got to be on the list. I don't think I've seen him as a sportscaster yet. I agree. I would imagine he's only on the list because I bet Dallas. it would be great because I, I do enjoy Tom Brady, and I think he's well-spoken. I think he's got a good sense of humor. I'm definitely here for Tom Brady because – okay, anyway. So we're going to get into that, it. That was it. Uh, Rob Madison chimes in. We should have a shot collar for Matt on the air. <laughs> Like that, I'd be better. Wait, no, Matt. Already worn a shot collar. You're not fooling me into wearing it. Please give us a cliff notes of that story. If you're new to the show, Matt Hamilton has already worn a shot collar. And no, it is not with Jen. Yeah, we had a dog when I was growing up that was a little barky and it had a lot of scruff. It was a Sharpay. And uh, we bought him a shot collar. Never actually ended up using it on the dog. But I tried it on before the dog had to try it on. And my dad and my sister. Both decided that we should turn it all the way up just to see what happens. And dogs have like hair there. It definitely, I think, <laughs> kind of ruins the connection a little bit. When you're 14 years old, Matt Hamilton, and you have no hair on your chin, that is a that is a definitely a, a big shock. The shock collars work. Did you pee a little or anything? It's <laughs> no, I but you know, like when you do get shocked and like everything tenses and you like freeze up. Huh. Yeah, it was like that. I imagine it was like how many times in your life have you been shocked, just in general? Oh, I mean, I've, when we, you know, you take the, like the field trip to the farm, everybody grabs the electric fence, and then you hold hands and try and shock the last person. I'm going to be honest, I've never grabbed the electric fence. Alex, oh, you, really? Do you grab the electric fence at the farm? Never. Okay, yeah. so you can, what, what people would do is you'd get like a chain of like four people, hold hands, and then the person that grabs the fence, the person on the far end would be the one that got the shock. It's, and then as people start letting go, like everyone gets shocked. It's, it was fun. You never did that? That's fun. Out that Does that fun explain to you? a lot? I think out the Matt Hamilton origin bad. story. <laughs> yeah, this, this explains a lot. <laughs> you are the biggest idiot. <laughs> Come on, Stroll. You know when <laughs> Matt, all right, I am not taking Alex, that from you. You can both, say that to me, Jim. Both but our Alex, not but both you. Both our <laughs> so this was like school sort of things or what? It was school, and I'm telling you right now, if me and Alex went and visited Baby Trophy, I could convince Alex to touch the electric. So fence. here's no, the, you could. Yes, yeah, <laughs> at least hold my hand while I grab onto it. Guaranteed. Alex, both How about you grab my hand and I'll grab onto it? There you go. I'll get you to grab the electric fence. You will play the game, and I'm then let and go before you do. We'll see. Alex, uh, both our significant others are in the teacher profession, and Matt would have been someone they complained about. Well, I would certainly be somebody they complained about. True, too. I but got like, kicked out of class all the time. But there's difference between like kicked out of class and like also like just, grabbing electrical this wires. <laughs> this was just good fun. Good live uh, good wires fun. there. Uh, Jeff and Janesville chimes in. Fact: uh, Leaves conduct electricity too. What? Leaves conduct oh, really? electricity as well, huh. as well as humans. 
Yeah, human well. child, human children conduct electricity, and <laughs> so do leaves. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think it's kind of dope. So I want, if you want to chime in, 844-770-3776. Who's your, like, who are some of your favorite national sports personalities? 844-770-3776. Who are some of your favorite national sports personalities? So I've got two favorites that come to mind, uh, both of them former players. Greg Olson. Love listening to Greg Olson. On former that. Bear. Former Bear, former Panthers, what most people remember him as. And then... Eh. And then I really dig the Tony Romo. I I think he took a little bit of a step back last year. I mean, yes and no. I still like that he'll, like, talk a play before it starts. So, like, he tell you almost what the quarterback's seeing. And I really do enjoy that, like, inside look. Like, I don't necessarily need an announcer to tell me who's going in motion. It's like I'm watching the game. You know, I don't need, like, a radio announcer. I want someone like Tony Romo who is – Borderline Hall of Famer, Pro Bowler, the guy knows what he's talking about. I like that inside analysis. What's going on? What's going through this quarterback's head? And it, I think that's super neat, and it's super unique to having athletes do um, the commentary. So, like, Greg Olson and Tony Romo are some of my favorites to do football right now. Daniel Sloth chimed in with the exact same name. Strofe, what do you got? I was shocked Pat McAfee didn't make this list. I, I enjoy Pat he, McAfee. He's got to be the most... Uh, Electric, compelling guy in all of sports media the last couple of years. I mean, yeah. But who's on your list then? Who are some of your favorites? Yeah. You don't have to give me a whole uh, list. Just give me some of your favorites. Two that didn't uh, get brought up here, both ESPN guys. J.J. Redick. Love J.J. Redick. I okay. think he is phenomenal on the NBA. Um, and his podcast is terrific. And then uh, Dan Orlovsky, I think, is really good. Uh, with Mina Kimes as well, another name I'll bring up. Both on NFL Live. I think they're both terrific as well. Mm-hmm. And I listen to uh, was I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I do. I like Simmons is one I listen to a lot. So I have to put Bill Simmons on that list. I listen to a ton of his podcasts. So I definitely got to put him on the list. Uh, Dan Levitard, I think does a really good job as well. Bill Walton is just a he's joy. Just nuts, yeah. But he's a joy. Him. Like he's just yeah. fun. He doesn't take it too serious. The broadcasters that take themselves too My serious. My curling team was afraid they gave Bill Walton COVID. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they were at an event in Appleton. I couldn't make it. My team goes, and they start showing symptoms for COVID like a day later, and they just did like this award thing with Bill Walton, of all people. Uh, so Nick, they were afraid they were going to kill him. Yeah, well, I would have been very <laughs> upset with them. Nick and Madison chimes in. You put the back of your hand on the fence. You don't grab it. That's electric fence touching one-on-one. <laughs> Amateur. <laughs> We got the fence. We got a vote in here for for Mike Breen for basketball. So I, I think uh, right. I like it. He's a little stiff for me, and there's rumors that maybe he likes to work alone, and that's why they've thinned out the booth a little bit. So he does not necessarily like the antics. Does, doesn't like the antics from the entertaining folks. So this is going to sound like kind of in general anti play by play guys on TV. So this is this might sound bad, but as far as radio, because I don't, I should know this. But it's one of those things you kind of get lost in the basketball game. I love listening to the Bucks. Who is the voice of the Bucks? I can't put my finger on it. On TV or radio? Radio. Dave Kane. Dave Kane. I, former Virginia broadcaster. I really do dig listening to the Bucks broadcast. Like for a while when I was coming home from curling, I would listen to a lot of Packers. So I would listen to a lot of Wayne Larravee and Rock. Right? Like it was a. I almost enjoyed it more than watching football because when I watched the game, I was almost guaranteed Aikman or Joe Buck, and I didn't love those guys. But sometimes, like, I do appreciate the radio commentary even more. And I think for the Bucks, Dave Kane 
if I could listen to Dave Kane but watch the game on mute, that would be like the ideal Bucks watching scenario for me. Get and, a radio, bro. What? Get a radio, bro. Well, I have one, but I, I, it's watching the Bucks game on mute because I don't have the Bucks game in my house. I got to go to a bar, and they're oh, not going to mute it for me. <laughs> Brian Anderson uh, is a joy from the Brewers to March Madness. That's from Jeff and Janesville. That's a good one. Robin Madison chimes in with Joe Rogan and Max Kellerman. Uh, the Adam Max Madison, Kellerman. The Adam and Madison chimes in with Greeny. Hey, I know you don't are you're not a big Rogan fan, but as far and or a UFC fan for that matter, but it he does have some good insights on UFC fights. I'm sure Joe Rogan on UFC actually knows what he's talking about. He's yes. very good on UFC. Yes, because he actually knows what he's, he's talking he's, about. He's, and he's, has right. he's a clown otherwise. Instead of throwing yes. out random made up things. Totally so, yes, with you there, absolutely. but for yes. when it comes to announcing MMA, I'm sure he's he very good. Very at good. But yeah. again, my stance on Joe Rogan is. I've never found him remotely close to entertaining all the way back to news radio days when he was a, a comedian right. and a, a, on that show. I thought he was unfunny then. I hated that stupid show. Fear what Factor. I, Fear Factor. And I don't like UFC. Back when he had hair. I've never in my entire life found anything he's ever done entertaining. The podcast is yeah. just a new part of it. So like, right. I just for me, no, I've fair. always been out on Joe Rogan. I was just, I was yes. just basically confirming that I, as well, Jim might not, but I do agree with the Joe Rogan and UFC. UFC, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I mean, he's been, he, that's kind of his his thing right yeah, now, so sure, I would imagine right. he would. I hope he knows what he's talking about with that, just not with other things. So you know, sometimes maybe just listen to experts. And yeah. Joe Rogan's an expert on UFC, and that's it. And that's it. Uh, David Deerfield chimes in. Dan Patrick and Joe Buck. I like the Dan Patrick show. We I have, don't like Joe Buck. <laughs> I I and promise it, he hates your team. <laughs> yeah, that's just how I feel. I'm sure everybody feels that way too. The that's, problem that's I the have sign of a good play by the, the, play the problem I have with Buck is, is that it? he thinks he's funny. Mm. And like when he tried to do his his like late night show and like try like you're just like you're just kind of a lame broadcaster and just be that. Like play by play guys to me are the worst. Radio, at least you have a purpose. Play by play guys on TV, like I got it. I can see it. Right. The stats are everywhere. The numbers but, are everywhere. I don't need it. Which I want is why I like Olsen and Romo because uh, yes. they bring something new oh, with to you. that I, I like those guys. Yeah. I absolutely. If that's I, the I, kind of play by play I want, and the best play by play guy needs to be com- as little in the TV broadcast as humanly possible. Jim Nance uh, was another vote here. JJ Redick is another vote. Pat McAfee. I'll give you this one. Pat Summerall and Madden back in the day, that was a master class because Pat Summerall got out of the way and let Madden do his thing the whole time. Yeah. Nobody cares what Pat Summerall has to just give us the, the gist yeah. and get out of the way and let Hand John the ball Madden off talk. To John Madden. And uh, the Adam Madison asked, did Stephen A do a UFC fight? I don't he, know. he did way back when, right when ESPN acquired the UFC, they had him on like the uh, like the sideline pre show mm. or pre card uh, analysis, and it was god awful. I bet. It was awful. Where's SVP on your list here? Hi. Yeah. Yeah. I missed him. Yeah. I missed the SVP and Rosillo show, and um, he was a great dude. He came to Madison a few times. So, <laughs> like, as great as he is, like, on the air and doing all that kind of stuff. Super nice. Off super the air, amazing, yeah. great dude off the air as well. So, you keep on chiming in with your favorite national uh, sports personalities, 844-770-3776. We're going to throw some stones next on Rutledge and Hamilton. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Talking to interns. Welcome back to the show. Thanks. No interns here. Uh, Oh, no, that's right. Rousseau isn't an intern anymore. He never was an intern. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Good for him. Here's Matt, knowing the staff that works at ESPN Madison. Well, I mean, at least I'm on the show. 
I'm right is, here. We, is there a problem that nobody mentioned Mad Dog Russo as their favorite uh, sports <laughs> personality? No. No? All right. I don't have Sirius. I also don't have Sirius. I listen to 100.5 ESPN, and I don't hear him on here. <laughs> and you hear all the other people you listed you like on here? Van Pelt I hear on here. Really? Or- Orlovsky and Reddick do guest hits on Greeny all the time. All the time, you, you <laughs> lost. Whenever he works, you lost. Like, yeah. It's not a, you tried. <laughs> I only you named ESPN people. You lost. You tried. I'm a loyalist. Pat McAfee's not on ESPN currently. He opened the ESPYS last night, but he <laughs> was that on our station. Uh, it was replayed on our station. The ESPYS last night. No, but the opening monologue from Pat McAfee was earlier today. Oh, okay. You, you, you just you're just a tryhard. It's done. Tim Kirchin is a guy. Oh yeah, good call. That Nick and Madison chimed in. I love. He was great with the Dan Levitard show. To speak of a guy who, like that show when they had Tim on, like that really raised Tim's profile because they would do things where they'd say things in a Baltimore accent, and Tim was from Baltimore, and Tim would just laugh so hard. Can you, his, can you give me a Baltimore accent? I can't. I don't even know what that is. What sounds like? Is it kind of Bostonian? It's a little like you're long, like Baltimore Oreo. Like it's like you drag your O's out a little bit. It's kind of almost like a shipyard kind of guy. It's a little bit Boston, a little bit blue collar. I mean, I'm not an accent person, but like they did that for him, and they would say names that would be really very heavy in a Baltimore accent. Like those names would do really well in it, and he would just laugh so <laughs> so hard that it was enjoyable. Like you didn't know who the players were, you weren't really in on the joke, but he was having so much fun. Yeah. That you're like, oh, this is just great. So I think that uh, kind of appealed Tim Kirchner to a lot of people. Before we throw some stones, the Adam Madison says Ben Bruss because he makes him feel extra smart. <laughs> and Zach and Madison chimes in with a good one, Ernie Johnson. Let's throw some stones. The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. It is time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and sometimes Hamilton. (laughs) I've got questions. I wonder who's going to win today. Jim has answers. Sometimes Matt does if he's here. At the end, I'll score him through, or I'll score him through, and at the end, we'll crown a winner if Matt's even in the studio to be crowned a winner. I'm going to win today. Oh, you're here. <laughs> Shocking. Must not be that 30% of the time you're not. Not today. Or the beginning of the segment when you're usually just not here in time. That's just for fun. My first question is Burger King overseas is rolling out a burger, or cheeseburger, I should say, oh, that yeah. has no burger. It's just 20 slices of cheese. <laughs> Tim, what would it take for you to try that? No, I'm just not going to do it. Honestly, like I feel like it would be... All right, be... let me rephrase the question. How many Coors Lights would you need to try that? <laughs> I don't think that's... that's It's not even a drunk food. I don't know. You'd have to give me like a million dollars because it would ruin... It's like cheese. A, that much American Have you che- eaten a grilled cheese before? Look, that is... There's inches of cheese piled on top of each <laughs> other there. And it is American... I don't make a grilled cheese with American cheese. It is American what? cheese... You use like cheddar or something. Oh, sure. Yeah. So American Kraft Singles cheese piled on top of each other looks like I'd rather eat like six hot dogs than eat that. <laughs> like that looks like you might not like poop for a year. Like that just looks horrendous. 
cheese blocks you up. I think I would, I think I would poop it all out in one night, and it would not be pretty. I, uh, I think all you'd have to do is present it to me. Show it to me. I'd take a bite. Give it a whirl. Make it. I'm going to. Yes. I will. Yep, thanks. I like cheese. Try a bite. That's at least 20 pieces. Well, of, I know what we're doing tomorrow on Rutledge That's Hamilton. at least 20 pieces of American cheese. I'm glad we'll be at a pharmacy. I can get some heart medication after I try this burger. <laughs> melt, and melt, basically, that looked like it's melted in the microwave. And it's melted? I'm oh, it super is? in if it's, it's melted. Like melted or maybe I thought it just, wasn't. Or maybe just melted in the, like, the picture looks like they're kind of folded over a little bit on the, no, like, the I cheese is kind of. that's just natural flop, Jim. I mean, okay. I would, it looked a little I would try it. I'm probably not going to eat the whole thing, but yeah, it's just cheese. Ugh. Gross. Yeah, no thanks. American cheese isn't even like you. cheese, is it? Yeah, there's dairy in it. <laughs> Golfer Rory, Rory McIlroy, easy for me to say, says he would retire before he would play for the Live Tour, L-I-V Tour. <laughs> Said he would rather retire, quit golf, than play for L-I-V. Matt, your reaction? <laughs> I think... You're leaving out the even funnier part. He said if there was only one golf course left in the world and it was a live golf event, he would choose to retire. Like, he is not doing live under any circumstances, and I got to respect it. The guy's not really in it for the money anymore. He's in it for the legacy and the competition, and the best competition is definitely on the PGA. So I don't blame Rory one little bit if he... You know, if the competition and the reason you're playing is sacrificed and gone, there's no point in doing it anymore. Yeah, and the merger is under uh, federal investigation for antitrust, breaking antitrust and anti-competitive policies. The federal government is heavily involved. There's no guarantee this merger actually goes through because it does seem incredibly shady. And good for Rory, because Liv... That group has direct ties to people who were tied to the 9-11 tragedy, despite what Aaron Rodgers believes. And then you also have direct ties to the murdering of American journalists to the group that is funding Live. So good for Rory for not taking money that is directly tied to murderers. So good for him. Yeah, he's a man of morals. A graphic recently came out showing the cow-to-person ratio with the <laughs> WIAC logos on it. Uh, WIAC, the WIAC, the Division Three Conference in the state. Is it WIAC. pronounced WIAC? It's WIAC. It's WIAC. Whatever. WIAC, Matt. I mean, that's isn't that what like the guy who runs the WIAC? Well, a woman runs the WIAC, Danielle Harris, and and she prefers it called the WIAC. Well, there you go, WIAC. Okay. I'm curious, in your opinion, which WIAC school? Do you believe has the highest cow-to-person ratio, Jim? One, like, thanks for assuming we know all these schools, but I'll so go Would you with, like me to list them off quick? I'll, no, just guess. You I'm going to go with um, I'm gonna go with Eau Claire. I'm going to go with Strofe's alma mater of Stevens Point. You guys actually picked the last two on the list. Really? Every other school is more. Okay. Um, Eau Claire is dead last. Stevens Point is second to last. When in doubt, go to, is it Stout? I'll go Platteville. Is Stout in the Wayak? I don't think so. Stout, Stout is in the Wayak. Okay. Yes. This is, is Platteville. And by a mile, it is Platteville. Platteville. Platteville has over five cows to person ratio in their county. Therefore, <laughs> your winner today of throwing stones, Jim Rutland. <laughs> I think nice. I'm not that far from Platteville when I'm going camping. Uh, this weekend. You're going to Southwest Wisconsin? I'm going to Wyalusing State Park, which is Southwest. Uh, yeah, that's all the way over the Mississippi, isn't it? Up right at the Mississippi, yeah. Yeah, I think you're going a little, a little too past, far west. Yeah, yeah, a little bit past it, but uh, I will definitely see the signage for it. Uh, yep. This is Roger Hamilton for the Microsoft. 
You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. Uh, hometown Pharmacy in Wanakee tomorrow with our friends at Iron Jack. Jim Radico will be on the air with us as well. We'll talk some Badger football with him. You'll have to share how excited you are, Matt Hamilton. I am. I'm excited for the... Midian. He's so excited. <laughs> he's, thinks, he's tuckered out. <laughs> yeah. Nothing Nothing stays behind the curtain on this show. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I'm so... Strobe sees it. He calls it excited. Out. But on July 28th, we're going to be at Lake Winter Country Club from noon. Uh, we meet. won't be there, but the uh, Greater Madison Golf Show will be there, brought to you by Coors Light, July 28th and Saturday, July 29th, from noon till 8. We will be there for our show. Tons of golf merchandise for sale, golf ball and putter fitting stations, driving range demos with the latest and greatest clubs from several club manufacturers. All attendees will receive a free round of golf at Old Hickory Golf Club and Christmas Mountain Village. So go to R-O-Y-L-E Golf Shows with an S.com. This is Roger Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Matt, you are an optimistic fella. And right now, most of our fans are agreeing with your optimism. We had the uh, poll question here, Iron Jack poll question. Matt Hamilton believes the Badgers will win 11 games this season. Are you with him or is he crazy? 62% of our fans are with you. Yeah, I I think, you know, if you call a one-loss season, that might be borderlining on crazy. Because you got to think we're going to lose one, maybe not necessarily a dumb one, but we're going to lose one outside of the Ohio State game. Just to think that you're going to put all the pieces together and win all of your close matches with, you know, what you would expect as like comparable matches as opposed to like, you know, a little bit of a David Goliath with Ohio State. Like, you think you might drop one. I think, I think 10 is still like, I think it's, as far as optimism goes, it's a little conservative. Opt- like real optimist would be one loss, and that's to Ohio State, and you're probably like, "When we can win that one?" I, I look. I don't think you're crazy. I think that there is an opportunity here for the Badgers to have a truly special season. And for me, ten wins, and I'm going to be like, I feel ten wins is a real number. Like that is a, I think, almost a realist number. Right. So if we get ten wins, just imagine we're talking about like afraid of shutting the borders down and holding all the in-state recruits to Wisconsin. If we start putting up ten wins a season regularly or better, we're not going to have to worry about protecting our border anymore because the kids in Wisconsin are going to want to come here. Oh, absolutely, and I think that'll be solved. I just think that we're not far apart. I say 10 wins, you say 11. We're talking a little bit of luck. So right. I'm right there with you, and we'll ask Jim DK about that tomorrow when we're out at um, Hometown Pharmacy with our friends at Iron Jack out in Wanakee. Because, look, Badger football, I think rightfully so, has a ton of momentum behind it. They just added another four-star recruit from Hawaii a couple days ago, a defensive end. So they are pulling people in all over the country, and – Adam Rittenberg, earlier today on Wilde and Tausch, uh, talked about the Wisconsin Badgers, and he had this to say on the expectations for the Badgers. 
I, I don't know if there's a more interesting. We couldn't open the media file. I don't know, Adam. Is there something more interesting? I don't know if there's a more interesting, you know, scheme change program combination than the air raid coming to Wisconsin with Phil Longo under Luke Fickle. Could they be a lot better offensively? Yes. Could they be messy and sloppy and cost themselves games on offense? Absolutely. But it's going to be interesting either way. It'll definitely be interesting. Where do you fall on that, guys? Do you think what's more likely that the Badgers are sloppy and bad at this or they catch teams by surprise because teams are not ready for what the Badgers can do offensively I think it's the former yeah I think it's the latter as well I I said former so you're not agreeing with me do you want to take a break and just punch him in the throat and come back (laughs) (laughs) yes maybe 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 if he listened I, I just don't think we could. It would be good for my career. <laughs> good karma brands if I punch somebody in the throat. Uh, it's just me. It's fine. Yeah, nobody cares. Uh, you know, it's written in your contract. You can yeah. you can uh, throat punch a producer. One, <laughs> one throat punch per year. Can't hit the face. Throat punch. Good. All right. There you go. I'm badly considering it. Dude, you know, yeah. You get a little bit body blow too. No, you can't even track that then. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree with the exact opposite of what the other guy said. The latter and the former are the same thing, Alex. No, they are not. The former is the first thing. The latter is the second. Yes. So you think that the Badgers are more likely to be bad than they are going to be catching teams off guard? I think out of the gates, they are more likely to be sloppy and they have well, to work say, out some kinks. I didn't say out of the gates. I said overall. I think overall, it is more likely they struggle than become the best Oh, I thought we were on the same page. You're right. We are very off. Well, because that's exactly we what I said. to something first in the order of two or more things. Ladder refers to something that is either second in a group of more than two things. I finally won a vocabulary argument on the show. It only took an, a year and a half. <laughs> All right. Well, Matt, I'm with you. Yeah, so no, Strove, good job, Strove. I'm just curious, where, what's with the pessimism? Why are you such a hater? I wouldn't even call it pessimism. I just think, I think it's more likely the team struggles under a brand-new regime with a brand-new quarterback, uh, with a brand-new offense, a lot of new players, than it is... They're just clicking on all cylinders right away. I hope I'm wrong, obviously, but I, I just think I view it similarly to the Packers. Obviously, they're worlds apart in terms of hype and excitement and ex- expectations, but I think the Badgers, they're going to – I just think it's more likely they struggle than become the best country or best offense in the country. Well, I didn't say best offense in the country. <laughs> I understand that. I yet. said that, like, I agree there could be some struggling, but I also think defenses are going to struggle seeing the Badgers run this. So – I just want to run through the roster a little bit and to I hope make you're right. my case for this. And Matt, you're on my side of it. Right. Again, you can chime in 844-770-3776. Do you think it's more likely the Badgers struggle offensively or catch teams off guard offensively? And yes, it will be a little bit of both, but I think in the end when you're looking at it, you're going to see that over the course of the year they caught teams off guard. Mm-hmm. So at the wide receiver position, they have Chimray DK. This is a new offense for Chimray, but he is a senior. He is a veteran player. On this team, he is a veteran wide receiver. Uh, their offensive line, correct me if I'm wrong, 
they're bringing back four out of their five starters, and their fifth starter is someone who was a starter at Cincinnati. So everyone coming back on this offensive line, most of them played together on this offensive line. And, and then, then everyone's been starters. And Jack Renfro, Renfro was a starter at Cincinnati, so he is also a player that is experienced. Will Pauling, one of their other wide receivers, an experienced wide receiver. Set aside C.J. Williams, who was the, the four-star stud who looked good in spring, uh, from transfer from USC. Set aside him, but I'm just saying just in general. Now you have guys who are, these aren't, these aren't uh, green players. Uh, Clay Cundiff has been around the program for a long time. Injury has dinged him up, so he's not a green player. Tanner Mordecai, again, has done more at the, Badger, at the quarterback position uh, in his college career than really any Badger quarterback ever. And Braylon Allen, obviously a beast, followed by Ches Malusi, who played a ton of football as well. So on that offense, it is a new offense, but these are a lot of players who Seasoned aren't going to be they're – not, Yeah, they're not afraid of the moment. They're not afraid of being under the lights. They're not afraid of any of this. There will be hiccups to it. But again, I go back to, and Washington State's a fair game, but I think this offense could put up, I think they should put up 30 on Buffalo. And you can rely heavily early on because the passing game is going to be the heart of the click. But if you're running a creative uh, running game out of the shotgun, a power run where you, you still are showing passing looks, I'm expecting Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi to eat. Now, if you wanted to tell me that the passing game takes some time to catch up to the running game, I'd buy that too. Right. But in general, I think the Badgers are going to – it's going to be you know fits and, you know, and stops there, but I do think this Badgers offense is going to be an upper echelon Big yeah. Ten offense. I think they're going to hum along really nicely this right. year. I hope you're right. You're right. Like, so many experienced players, even with the new offense, like I still feel like they have plenty of time to handle it. It's not like Longo is coming in a week before week one or he's the interim head coach. Yeah, what the hell do you think they've been doing the last couple months, Alex yeah. Stroff? We've been grinding out here, so I, I, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I, think, I do think it's more likely that you're going to see this team catching – Defenses off guard than the, than them sputtering. So I, I'm pumped for this year. Maybe I am too excited, but either way, it's going to be an entertaining season. And then you look at it. Luke Fickle is is also not green. Phil Longo's not green. So Tressel not green. <laughs> right. Yes. And so you bring these guys in, and they they are uh, players who are guys who can take over a program. And year one, Cincinnati four and eight, but he took over a pretty horrible program. Mm-hmm. 11, 11, 9, 13, and 9 for his wins. That's so pretty solid. Yes. Averaging 10. And according to sportsreference.com, he's 1-0 with the Badgers, so he got that win for the guaranteed rate bowl game as well. Forgot oh, about nice. that. He's already got a win. So he's already experienced, man. Already 1-0 as a Badger? He's a vet. He's already won more than Don Morton has. I don't know, maybe. Who is uh, that? I remember that's who everyone likes to get mad at, Don Morton era. Oh, yeah, Tom I don't Oates, know who yeah. that is. A bad coach for a year and a yeah. half, year, two years. Nice. Good for him. <laughs> He's the Lynn Dickey of like the uh, whipping post. If you wanted to like just name a bad Badger coach, you just go Don Morton era. You go Lynn Dickey era. You just say old coaches. Yeah, that's my favorite argument. Mm-hmm. 50s and 60s, man. That's when we knew how to recruit Wisconsin. Glory days, dude. <laughs> what do you think the cow to person ratio was in the 50s and 60s? You think it was higher or lower? At Platteville? Probably like 10 to 1. Yeah, you're probably 10 yeah. cows to one person. Easy. What do you think it was here? Yeah, probably more like Platteville levels. 5 to 1. Yeah, you're, you're probably right. Was Madison <laughs> even here? This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton Presented by Coors Light Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts Free on Wisconsin On Demand And wherever you get your podcasts
Hamilton, fresh and clean in his watermelon sugar polo. <laughs> there is not a lot of things more satisfying than watching a bush. That's right. I am. And who feeling. gave you that manicured bush? Oh, my best friends at Olsen Tune. You cannot beat a nicely landscaped front yard. It just. It's a, it's a weight off my shoulders. It's less things I have to do uh, around the house. So Olsen Tune, they'll have your back. If you got some outdoor living needs, sometimes it's pouring concrete because you need a new patio. Sometimes it's just catching up on some of the maintenance around the yard. Uh, Olsen Tune's got your back from landscaping, maintenance, irrigation, concrete work, pools, and more. If you've got an outdoor living need, large or small, Olsen Tune can help. You can go to OlsenTune.com and get started on your project today. That's OlsenTune.com. He's Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Talking Badger football, Matt Hamilton optimistic. Most of you agreeing with it. Matt has 11 wins out there. I don't think you're crazy. The thing that we're, you know, we're all focusing on the offense. Coach Trestle on the defensive side of the ball has a great reputation. And this defense for the Badgers has had a great reputation. There is a lot of talent on this defense that has come through year after year. And there's a lot of returning talent on this defense that I think you can be excited about as well. Whether that's Hunter Wohler, uh, Latu, uh, Getz, uh, CJ Getz right outside linebacker. Uh, Jordan Taylor, Jordan Turner has been reinstated to the team. So hopefully he uh, has got his stuff figured out. Daryl Peterson, another linebacker uh, in the mix there. Isaiah Mullins. And I'm just going to be honest, Strove, how do you say 55's name? For the Badgers? Muma. Don't know how to say his last name. Okay. So, Muma. They, all, right. all right. There you go. But he is a returning player. Nice. I just He's can't. very good as well. Yeah. There's just a lot. It's just all vowels. And I just don't know. <laughs> I just don't know how the last name works, I'm be fully honest. <laughs> Not even going to take a crack at it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> all right. But they do have a lot of players returning, so I think that's very exciting as well. Matt, do you want to take a, a – a, why don't you write this down and you take a shot at no, it? No, I'll pull it up. <laughs> N-J-O-N-G-M-E-T-A. So I would just go with Ninjogmeta, just like uh, – that's how I would go with it. Mm. Let's just go with Memba. Yeah, I think uh, – yeah, I don't think that's happening. 55 – no, that's not <laughs> happening. I can't even – you're right. There's too many balls. <laughs> you think that's how people, when they come to Wisconsin, look at some of our cities and like, Wakanamawak? Wauwatosa? Kanikanak? Uh, yeah, what is this? Right. There is, some, there is some absolutely wild uh, city names here in Wisconsin. This one is – I'm just going to call them meta. The last, the last four letters, meta. That's easy. <laughs> there you go. Uh, bat, returning inside linebacker, and with all due respect, we should know how to say his name. But if yeah. Strofe doesn't know how to say it, then I blame him because he's the he's the radio guy. He's the one that's supposed to know. You're Mister Badger. You're annoying. You did go to the what was it like? He won it with WBA. Yeah, he's a play by play guy. Not you want to be our play by play guy, and you can't even say all the Badgers' names. Well, he's scrolling through the pronunciation guide at UW. Well, I'm trying to find the, the only thing guy. worthwhile ever at UWBadgers.com is their pronunciation guide. <laughs> I can't find like, literally, it. it's the only thing you would go there. So hopefully, uh, it exists. So, um, Badger football. I think we're all excited about it, and I think that there is a lot, a lot to be excited about. I do think 11 wins is not insane, Matt Hamilton. I got him at 10, but I like where your head's at. Should here's my question: Should we just make it now? That on July 13th, should we just make it our show? Our show prediction is that the Badgers win 11 this year. 
including the bowl game, whole thing. Season's over, Badgers have 11 wins. Yes. Is that going to be our stance? Moomba Jung Meta. There you go. That's my stance. Moomba Jung Meta, right? Moomba. Moomba Jung Meta. Jung Meta. All right. No, we got it now. Jung Meta. That's easy. Jung Meta. Just, just ignore the N in his yeah, last name. Yeah. It's Jung Meta. Yeah. All right. There we go. Now we got it. Thank you, Alex. You're welcome. That's what I'm See, here for. Problem, problem solved. Love it. Say it, Matt. No way to go, Stroke. Moomba. Moomba. You're adding a B. Moomba. 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 Jung Meta. Jung Meta. Jung Meta. Moomba. Jung Meta. Moomba. Jung Meta. We got it. We need to get him on the. We need to get him on the show now. Yeah, I'm on it. Starting linebacker. I mean, he's going to be a player. Yeah, and he has a crazy story too. Yeah, recovered uh, from a lot of injuries. Bounced back last year. Last year was like his first full season. No, it's, I'm excited, and uh, I'm excited about Badgers. We'll talk to Jim Ray DK about it tomorrow as well, so that'll be exciting. Um, and then, look, there's a lot of transfers coming in, too, so we don't have to get all that, but there's reason to be excited about the defense. Strofe, are you more excited about the offense or defense for the Badgers? Excited? I'm more excited for the offense. Okay. Because I, I we know what the defense is. It's obviously a different formation, and uh, but the defense at Wisconsin is always stout. Okay. The offense yeah. is going to have a lot of new elements to it. You can be excited about the defense year. where they could be elite again. Right, but even last year, like I thought they were really, really good. And they were like the only thing to be excited about with the team. Like the fact that you have this totally new offense, like I'm not saying anything less about the Badgers' defense, but like there's more question marks with the offense. So that's like, that's what you should be excited about. I mean, be excited because the defense is going to keep you in game. So when the if the Badgers' offense does sputter, like Alex is predicting, with kind of this new offense and kind of getting their feet under them, you're going to have a solid defense that's going to hopefully be able to keep you in games. And Braylon Allen can finish them for you. Yeah, I mean, it's really kind of how you how you want to define excited because right. you could be excited about the defense because you just think it's going to be elite. It's going to kick I just, ass. I'm excited, excited for the new look offense just to see the Badgers doing and we're still going to pound the rock but just the idea that this air raid style is going to be kind of the backbone even if we do favor or do a very balanced offense like we normally do, it's still going to – the opportunity for big plays is going to be way higher. So yeah, that's I mean, exciting. they have Chimray DK back. They have Keontas Lewis back. They have Skylar Bell back. All those guys were contributors for the team last year. Right. But then you also have Will Pauling, a transfer coming in. Uh, then you also have Quincy Burroughs, another transfer coming in. Uh, then you have Bryson Green, another transfer coming in. Then C.J. Williams, the big-name transfer, who doesn't have a lot of college production, but – really thought of as a really exciting player. Then Jack Renfall on the offensive line, Joe Huber on the offensive line, and then uh, obviously Mordecai and Braden Locke and Nicky. So a whole new quarterback What's room was a whole other reason to be excited about. So this team has got so much to be excited about that, um, yes, there's a lot of moving parts and the offense is new, but this offense, the way I understand it is that the beauty of it is it's not as complicated as Paul Chris or the, some of the Badgers offense used to run in the past. This is a very much a instinctive being athlete, go out and make plays, run to space sort of offense. So that's it. an offense that should be picked up quickly. We'll talk about it tomorrow with Jim Ray DK out at Hometown Pharmacy in Wanakee with Iron Jock. This is Roger Hamilton. Send it back to his See ya!